And what I love the most about this is organizations are finally getting it. For many years, partnership was this appendage that was stuck on the side of, an, of a sales organization and maybe not fluid and not integrated. And now today, with organizations like Andreessen Horowitz and Bessemer Ventures saying, we're leaning in here, that we're starting to see this become the reality that partnership is integrated and a go-to-partnership or go-to-ecosystem strategy can really happen. Welcome to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. In this podcast, Vince Minzione, a proven sales and partner executive, brings together leaders to discuss transformational trends and deconstruct successful strategies to help technology leaders like you achieve your greatest results through successful partnering. And now your host, Vince Minzione. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Ultimate Guide to Partnering. I'm Vince Menzion, your host. And my mission is to help leaders like you unlock the leadership principles and learnings of the best in the business to get partnerships right, optimize for success, and deliver your greatest results. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with fellow partnership podcast host, Adam Milkowski. In this episode, Adam is interviewing me about my background, my passion for partnering, and how I see organizations achieve their greatest results. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed being interviewed by Adam Milkowski, host of The Partnered Podcast. Before we dive into the interview, I am so excited to announce The Ultimate Partnerships Mastermind. Our first event is taking place October 9th and 10th at the Gaylord Hotel in Orlando, Florida. This first-of-its-kind live event will feature some of the best leaders in the partnership business and leaders from Microsoft in person to help you achieve your greatest results. For more details, follow the link in the show notes. Attendance for this event is strictly limited to support an intimate executive dialogue, so please register today before it's sold out. Welcome back to the Partnered Podcast. Super excited to have my friend Vince Menzion on today, founder and CEO of Ultimate Partnerships and the host of Ultimate Guide to Partnering, which I'm proud to say it was inspiration for this podcast uh, if you go all the way back. So Vince has been doing this for longer than I have. I am super excited to have you on. And Vince, the question that I always love to ask first is tell us a little bit about you and your path into partnerships. Adam, first of all, thank you so much. I'm honored to be on your podcast. We had you on Ultimate Guide to Partnering not that long ago. And so really excited to be here today and participate with you in this discussion. Vince Menzion, I am the founder and CEO of Ultimate Partnerships, a host of the Ultimate Guide to Partnering podcast. Describe my career as consisting of four, maybe more successful business transformations. I started off carrying a bag in the early days of wireless computing before Wi-Fi, helped grow a company exponentially. I was employee number six in the United States. We grew that business from 6 million to 125 million. We went public on the Toronto exchange. This company was like a fledgling company, Canadian-based company trying to sell in the US markets. I recognized then the opportunity and the potential in leveraging other organizations to develop trusted relationships with customers. And I started partnering back in those early days. I followed the leader of that company after it got acquired to do a turnaround. I was asked to start up a government business. My background was all in the enterprise selling space. And I was like, I don't want to go sell to the government. But I knew that my largest competitor had built a formidable channel. And so I went down to Washington, DC. I got us a GSA schedule. 
and I found the right partners to help go sell and influence government customers. And that consisted of channel partners and resellers. And it also consisted of trusted organizations that had the relationships with the organizations that we were trying to sell to. The company had been spun out by Golden Gate Capital. And my business unit became the growth engine for the successful sale of Golden Gate Capital selling the organization to General Dynamics. So I stayed at General Dynamics just long enough to get my earn out. And then I was recruited by Microsoft. And for almost a decade, I was Microsoft's general manager for US public sector partner strategy. I was responsible for the partner ecosystem for all of federal government, state and local government, education, and healthcare. And so I had a pretty significant size organization. And we looked at ISVs. I had the independent software vendors. I had all of the resellers selling into those four markets. And I had the systems integrators and any of the other partners of different types and sizes. As you might imagine, Microsoft being the juggernaut that it is in the ecosystem world with 450,000 partners, that I had a pretty significant purview. And within that purview, I really got to understand what worked and what didn't work and why organizations were successful. And a lot of organizations weren't and had the wrong expectations. My business unit got blown up. And rather than take a job and move to Seattle, because I had just moved to Jupiter, Florida, I decided to take a package. And I started up consulting as Ultimate Partnerships. After I had two successful years of consulting work, I went inside one of my clients for almost two years and helped them become Partner of the Year with Microsoft, helped rebuild their ecosystem strategy. And then I left during COVID. I really missed two things. I missed having the podcast. I had put it on hold for two years. And I really missed working with a lot of organizations. Internally, as an employee, uh, it's not as easy to go to the organization, the leadership, and say, we got to go fix this. Sometimes you have to deal with internal politics. And I miss being able to have those candid conversations and help drive the strategy for an organization. And when I left, I wrote a manifesto around what made successful partnering. I've landed on what I call the seven principles of successful partnering and also the four dysfunctions of a partnership. And so that's how I go to market working with organizations. I primarily work with independent software vendors. And my focus sweet spot has been working within the Microsoft ecosystem, helping these organizations become more successful co-selling with Microsoft. And we're also working outside that ecosystem with the other hyperscalers a little bit more fluidly today. Very cool. Very cool. And what I would love to get your opinion on, because obviously you've been around for a bit, you've seen a lot of the different transformations that have happened, like in the partnerships industries. I think that you bring a unique perspective to this question of what's been changing over the past couple of years. I think that it is it's pretty fair to say that there's obviously been a lot happening, but I'd be curious to get your take in terms of you've seen multiple different evolutions and what's different, if anything, you know, about what's happening now? There's a lot that's different and there's a lot that's the same, right? The fundamentals and the principles are the same, but what's really changed and it really got accelerated. We were talking about this digital transformation, this rapid transformation as early as five or six years ago. And we were trying to move organizations to the cloud and some were moving faster than others. It's like crossing the chasm, the Jeffrey Moore analogy of early adopter versus late adopter. COVID really was a seminal point in accelerating. Organizations need to needed to work remotely, hybrid, and that acceleration really began to happen, as well as the digitization of everything and the buying patterns changing. And we both have had Jay McBain on the podcast talking about the five seats at the table and that we're making technology purchases now versus years ago. We're making those technology purchases much like we make a decision to buy a car, right? We talk to the people that we trust 
and we ask their opinion. We make those decisions independently of the CIO and those decisions are made in the line of business more fluidly today than they were in the past. So that has changed. Buying behaviors has changed. Marketplaces are becoming adopted more readily. You're seeing the three large hyperscalers really investing heavily. The trend now is to get all of the independent software vendors to do marketplace solutions. And each of the three vendors is working through co-sell strategies and scaling strategies with their organization. So that whole ecosystem movement is happening more fluidly. And I think it's taking some of the friction. It will take a lot of the friction out of the way organizations partnered in the past because the marketplace solution becomes almost like an NFT, a non-fungible token, in that it's easy to get to, it's easy to access, it's easier to buy, and organizations can then wrap services around that. So I think the whole, the dynamics are getting better, the technologies are getting better, certainly technologies like yours and Crossbeams, where we now know how to drive attribution the right way, where years ago we didn't know how to do it. Again, back to our good friend Jay calling this the decade of the ecosystem. And so many of us have been gravitating around this conversation. Yourself, Alan Adler, Jared Fuller, and others, all guests on both of our podcasts. But we're seeing this really, this rapid change happening. And what I love the most about this is organizations are finally getting it. For many years, partnership was this appendage that was stuck on the side of, an, of a sales organization and maybe not fluid and not integrated. And now today, with organizations like Andreessen Horowitz and Bessemer Ventures saying, we're leaning in here, that we're starting to see this become the reality that partnership is integrated and a go-to partnership or go-to ecosystem strategy can really happen. So it's an exciting time. I've been around this a long time, so I've seen the pain, but now I'm starting to see the potential of what is really the most exciting time in my career. Yeah, I tend to agree. Obviously, I don't think either one of us would be investing so much of our time into this if we didn't see eye to eye. I think it's a really exciting time from both bottoms up, but even top down like macro time to to be in partnerships where there's just a lot of folks looking at it as a potential new growth lever, even though obviously it's been around for a while. But I think that things that are happening in marketing and sales are forcing even more scrutiny on partnerships, which is exciting. The one piece that you touched on that I wanted to double click on a little bit further was co-selling. You know, so I feel like it's one of those things that when done right, I've seen it be one of the most impactful things for an organization because it can fast track their sales cycles, lead to higher ACVs, like fundamentally, like connecting with a partner who's already closed the deal that you want to close just makes sense. But there is so many different ways that it can fall apart. So particularly when you work with your clients, I'd be curious, like, how do you guide them towards co-selling best practices? What are those best practices? And what are the pitfalls that you try to get them to avoid when they're trying to deploy co-selling like across the organization? Yeah, that's a really great question. And there's a lot of different directions we can go here in the whole topic of co-selling. So this fundamentals that come to mind with regards to co-selling is you really have to get it right from the beginning. Like your brand and story to your partner is critical. Let's use the example of an independent software vendor. And you're trying to go at it big with a Microsoft or an Amazon or a Google. Well, you may not be as well known as some of the other organizations. Maybe you're early stage and or you're you're fighting for market share with those other organizations. It's really critical. You build your brand, you build your story, you key in on some early wins, like work on some early wins, and then take that and use that as your flywheel and then build your messaging out. You have to enunciate. I find that organizations sometimes are not deliberate enough 
in their communication strategy with their partner. Going out early, this is our value back to you. Locking arms and coming up with what's our shared story for success. What You want to create that compelling, why are we partnering together? What's in it for you? What's in it for me? Lock in on that vision. What do we want to go accomplish together? And then being deliberate about the execution. I call them the Barney meetings or the Kumbaya meetings where we come together, we're high-fiving each other at the end of the meeting. Yeah, we're going to go do this together. And then crickets, nothing happens. So you got to be deliberate in terms of the execution. And I use OKRs, Objective Key Results, which John Doerr institutionalized at Google. He wrote a book about it. And OKRs are a great way to say, what are the key things we're going to go do? How are we going to get there? How are we going to measure success? And let's scorecard it. Let's go green, yellow, red. Are we executing against it? And deliberately meeting week after week, month after month to ensure both organizations, because really you're aligning two ships, two big organizations, maybe you're smaller organizations. They have product teams, they have marketing teams, they have selling teams and get them aligned together and making sure you got all the components on both sides operating together to get to green, which is let's be let's get to the objective that we want to go solve and drive together, which at the end of the day is sales, but you got to align the organizations in the right way to do it. Yeah, exactly. As anybody who's worked at any company can attest to, it's very difficult to even get your organization to do the right things. Forget about involving other organizations. Exactly. I, it sounds like with your consulting practice, that's obviously how you help out companies and make sure that you can set them up with the right infrastructure on that front. So I'd love to spend a couple of minutes here talking about like how you engage with clients, who are the type of clients that you like to work with, and yeah, how do you guide them to, to success, pun, pun intended there with the ultimate guide. Yeah, <laughs> it is being a guide to those organizations, right? Yeah, like I said, there are like seven operating principles and I won't drain those for you right now, but it really does start with mindset of the organizations. I have found that a lot of, we're talking about the what's happening that's really great, but there's still some organizations that don't have that partner mindset, that growth mindset. They have a fixed mindset internally. They think they have that, I used to call it the heroic sales culture, which says we ring the bell, we reward the individual contributor and selling's a team sport. So getting the mindset right in the organization is critical, ensuring that the leadership is fully committed. I work across organizations on all these aspects, especially at the leadership levels. Commitment looks like the CEO or the C-suite all up and down that you just said, getting the organization aligned to doing it, all the departments, means that everybody's vested, we're buying in and they're investing in the partner strategy. And then this vision thing where we lock arms, we decide what we're going to go do together and maniacal focus is really that execution of the strategy. There's a brand and story element. A lot of technology organizations don't do as great a job as they should on their branding, both to the market and even to their partners. And then that marketing story, like getting that engine running. And then at the end of the day, it's delivering the results, right? It's that I call it's all about the Benjamins. It's about utilizing the right tools. We know some really good tools out there, both of us collectively, that can help organizations come together, identify opportunities, decide which ones are the right ones to go after and what the strategy will be to go co-sell together into those deals and what co-selling looks like. Some organizations have different expectations of what co-selling really is. So again, having an agreed set of outcomes around that co-sell strategy. And then what I say is agility is certainly like the seventh motion. Things change, markets change, product needs change. We need to be agile. We need to pivot when we need to, and we need to recognize the new opportunities and new areas to go after a growth-minded world that we live in today. So I go across those organizations. I have found that doing it by myself is sometimes arduous. It's hard. 
And so I have identified some of the best players in the industry, and we've created this ultimate partnerships dream team. We are actually launching a partner mastermind, and we're launching our first mastermind event October 9th and 10th in Orlando, Florida at the Gaylord Hotel. I'll I'll provide a link to it. We're co-locating it at this big Dynamics, which is a Microsoft ecosystem of organizations that are tied into the business applications area with Microsoft. We're co-locating at their event. We'll be doing a day and a half event live. We're inviting executives only to this event, ISVs primarily, independent software vendors primarily. And really, it's going to be a day and a half chock full of great sessions and work around what makes success, what the best of the best do. And the people that I'm bringing in the room, I cover from a leadership perspective. I had the top person who's been doing co-selling in the Microsoft ecosystem for about 10 years now on the operational side. I have one of the best former CMOs of a partner organization that I've ever met in my career. And she's covering off on all the marketing, go-to-market aspects. And then I have one of the top sellers in the business who took a business, she took the business to top co-sell partner of the year for Microsoft worldwide this past year. So we are coming together. We also have a gentleman who is super steeped in the dynamics community because this event is around the dynamics world. But we're doing this event and we're also creating community around it because we find that these organizations don't have a watering hole necessarily that they can go to, to learn from each other and to be constantly given information and learnings and principles on a regular basis. So we're creating a whole community around this, which we're really excited about. Very cool. And what we'll do is <clears throat> for our listeners, you can check out the show notes. We'll go ahead and you can we'll link out to it over there. Be sure to check it out over there. It's uh, just recapping on October 9th and 10th I'm down in Orlando and obviously the community as well. I love it. Huge proponent of anybody who's trying to share best practices. I feel like part of the reason I think over the past couple of years that partnerships has seen a boon is it's no longer as siloed as it used to be. A lot of folks yes. are going there sharing their learnings and across podcasts, but also communities and things that are starting to really grow up and mature at the space, which is awesome. One one other point that I wanted to make sure that we touched on is particularly we touched on co-selling, but co-selling with Microsoft. I would argue that there are very few people that know the Microsoft ecosystem as good as you. And so would love to hear a little bit about some best practices that you have for folks <clears throat> who might be listening and might be a smaller organization. They're looking to really cut their teeth, if you will, of starting to break into the Microsoft ecosystem and co-sell. How should they do? Yeah. Co-selling across my across Microsoft is I think I, again and we talked about expectations right I think that organizations don't always understand the breadth and complexity of Microsoft and there's 35,000 Microsoft field people all aligned to scorecards and specific sets of goals worldwide there are 450,000 partners 17 million sellers in that equation. And there's millions of customers that utilize the Microsoft stack in one form or another. And so there's huge enterprise customers down to the smallest organizations. And getting that right is hard. It's hard to cover it in an episode that's of our length today. And that's why we're doing the mastermind. But what I say is organizations often don't understand how to navigate the four walls. We help them do that. Understanding the complexity of how Microsoft, it's really one of the best matrix organizations, I would say. McKenzie came in many years ago and what you have so many different products. So the complexity of all the huge portfolio that Microsoft has, plus all of the independent software vendors that Microsoft works with and trying to land that 
requires a lot of work and they do a really, they do an excellent job. And one of the things they do is that they really have made selling with partners institutionalized in the organization. Microsoft has always been a partner-led organization from the early days of the PC, because in those days, we were like you build PCs, like Michael Dell was in his dorm room building PCs and selling them. He was a partner. And then organizations would take those devices and they cobble networking and printers and things and software. And that's how partnering really started like 40 plus years ago. And that's how, so the, it's institutionalized. And so the value, they incentivize their field sellers to work with partners. Getting on the radar is one of the things we help organizations do. Smaller organizations often struggle because you have to show up with a compelling offer. You have to show up and demonstrate why you're adding value. And you, Microsoft will give you attention, but it, it takes time. It takes work. You have to be deliberate. You have to invest in it as well. You can't just do it. It's not a once and done. You have to invest in it. And organizations hire alliance managers or Microsoft alliance managers, and they'll do the same thing with Google and Amazon as well to really get it right. So invest in the strategy. Drop me a line. I'm happy to talk to anybody about the topic. Come listen to my podcast. I've had almost every executive on from Microsoft on. We just did a masterclass. In fact, we visited all the seats at the table in Microsoft's uh, global partner organization and interviewed the marketing team, the co-selling team, the ISV team, the scale team. Actually, we interviewed one of their top sellers. So you get a different perspective if you go to that. I'll give you the link to that masterclass. I think it's a great way if you're trying to understand Microsoft, just to understand how it operates internally. And that's out on our podcast. So happy to share that with everyone. Amazing. Yeah. I think for our listeners, we'll link out to that in the show notes as well. So you can check that out right there. Just go down and click. But yeah, I also want to go bat, go to bat for Vince. I think there's no better person out there who understands the Microsoft ecosystem. With that said, my final question here is if somebody wants to actually work with you from an engagement standpoint, how should they get in touch, Vince? Easiest way is reach out to me on email or LinkedIn. My email address is vincem at ultimate-partnerships.com. And then LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn pretty often. Reach out to me on LinkedIn and link with me there, DM with me there, and happy to have a conversation and share my knowledge and hopefully lead you in the right direction if I can't help you. Or if I can, we can have a longer conversation about what that looks like. But excited to work with any organization that is looking to drive greatest success working with the tech giants. Fantastic. And we'll link out to those in the show notes as well, but don't be shy. Reach out to Vince. I know he's extremely active in the community. And Vince, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I know that it is, we're shooting this in, in mid-August where it's a great time to be down in Florida. So you could be doing any other thing, but you joined us today. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Adam, I just want to say thank you. That was an awfully nice compliment you made earlier. I love what you've been doing. You have been, we were talking about this before we started every week podcasting isn't easy. It's not for the faint of heart. And you have to put in the hours and the commitment to go do it. And you have done an amazing job. You're up in the 100 plus range, right? 150, 120 episodes, wherever we land in this episode. But I appreciate all you do for the community and how active and supportive you are as well. So thank you. Slowly but surely, brick by brick, we're all doing this together. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vince. I really appreciate it. Same here. Glad to be on the journey with you, Adam. Thank you. Likewise. I am so excited to announce the Ultimate Partnerships Mastermind. Our first event is taking place October 9th and 10th at the Gaylord Hotel in Orlando, Florida. This first-of-its-kind live event will feature some of the best leaders in the partnership business, the group I call 
the Ultimate Partnerships Dream Team, and leaders from Microsoft in person to help you achieve your greatest results in 2023. For more details, follow the link in the show notes. Attendance for this event is strictly limited to support an intimate executive dialogue. So please register today before it's sold out. I hope you join us, my friend, at the beautiful Gaylord Hotel, October 9th and 10th. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Ultimate Guide to Partnering with your host, Vince Minzione. Online at ultimateguidetopartnering.com and facebook.com slash ultimateguidetopartnering. We'll catch you next time on The Ultimate Guide to Partnering.